Hey, Viraj here again, V. On the last episode, podcast, audio experience, I don't know what to call it still, I talked about my my sixth form experience and I wanted to I wanted to kind of say I want to revisit that and I want to talk about some of the undertones about about some of the things I may have mentioned in passing but moving on to to uni in my first year but quite importantly university as a whole was a quite a big turning point in my life my first year I previously mentioned the mindset coming in it was very much a I am going to university, I need to get out of this school space, I need to stop being a child, I need to grow up, I need to do all these things. And so my mindset going to the uni was flawed going in. I remember going, I remember my first day, I remember getting there, I remember moving into halls, and I remember what my mum said to me at the end of the day. At university, I remember, we had to walk up the stairs. I was living accommodation on site. And we had to walk up the stairs, I think it was five flights, four flights, or something like that, top floor. And carrying suitcases up, the lift wasn't working. I had some really lovely flatmates, Katie and Farnaz. So if you're listening, thanks for being awesome. And one of the girls was, one of the other girls in there was just, oh my God. I remember what my mum said to me. She was like, we, I think we had a little tiff and I was, I was kind of just getting ready to, I wanted them to go, I wanted them to go. And I really shouldn't have been like that. I should have been like, oh, hey, do you want to stay a little bit longer? We can, we can go for dinner. But. I just wanted to buy into this uni. I wanted to jump in head first and just get going. So I think that kind of may have set the tone for my first year of it being this seemingly being better than what it should have been or on paper being better than what it should have been. I, first year was just freaking, for anyone that hasn't been to university, first year, is is ridiculously hyped you and i bought into that hype totally i bought into the 40 percent you only need 40 percent to pass i bought into so many things but one thing i didn't do was put myself out there and i'll get back to that i remember the first day that we had lectures and i met my housemates that i would then go on to move to move into with in years two and three of my university career I remember it because one of my housemates is from Ilford. He'll see. He'll say. No, was it Ilford? No. I can't remember. Near Essex, and the accent is just—it's you just notice it. It stands out, and they're a lot. They're all great. They're all of them are great. But I stuck with them throughout the three years. I, my, like I said, the first year was just hype, just so chaotic. I drunk, I did things that I'd never done before. I actually ended up with a girlfriend within, girlfriend in air quotes, in the first, where she was technically. 
and I, I definitely want to come back and talk about the women in my life. So I think I'll do another, I'll to put that to the side for now and, and move on. I got in, into that a little too quickly. I, I made a lot of friends in air quotes, more acquaintances, but I thought they were friends at the time. I was naive, incredibly naive coming to uni. I had never met a melting pot of individuals, of as many individuals than I had done at university because I'd never made friends outside of school. It was always family or kind of at family functions and things like that. So I'd never met so many people with so many different mindsets and so many from different, completely different walks of life. So I do what I do best and I talk, I make friends, I have conversations and things like that. What I didn't realize was that would then be considered to be bait. And when I found out that that's what people thought of me, I was really, I was kind of hurt, but at the same time, I was confused. I was interested in what people thought of me and I should have been interested in just working on myself and redefining or defining who I am. Something that I definitely want to talk about later. One of the things that I should have done that I didn't keep up properly across the three years was going to the gym or not the gym, but just working out in general, some sort of physical education. Did not realize how important that is. I'd like to thank Rit for pulling me out of bed on the days that I didn't want to go and taking me to the gym at some stupid hour in the mornings sometimes. But we got there eventually. Gym, gym, gym and working out. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm big, I'm not saying I'm, I'm into bodybuilding, but I definitely noticed a difference. You, you have a spring in your step afterwards. But it is kind of, it, it can be a laddie type of culture from time to time. At least that's how I felt. I definitely got caught up in this university bubble. And for anyone that's going to university, and for, for, for me, if I was to go back, for, yeah, if I was to go back, I would, it's the one thing I, I try and remember, university is a bubble. University is this place that you can lose yourself, find yourself, redefine yourself. You can you can be someone that you are, you can be someone as true as you want to be. And once you leave uni, you can become a completely different person. That three years, or that first year at least, can definitely be a year that you don't remember. And I don't remember all of it, and I wish I did. Some of the takeaways from uni was I bought into that, I 100% bought into this this kind of culture of drinking, this culture of you only need 40% to pass first year. My attitudes to wider life changed. I used to think about things in a very naive way and I wish I still sometimes had that. And now I know the reality of situations. And I'm trying to kind of tweak that now back towards this naivety that got me to got me places. At least I feel they got me places. Maybe it was it's something else that I'm talking about. That 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 that's what I mean. But 
something to note. One of the things that I noticed was I got heavily into socials in terms of not social drinking, but what's one of the things, but socials in social media, Instagram, Snapchat, huge part of my life. If I had the screen time apps, it would, I would have been on my phone for like 12 hours, 12 hours a day, 12 hours a day, easily. 10 hours of the day would have been social media, hands down. And because I was taking in so much content, the way I thought about things changed even faster. Things I liked changed faster. Things I disliked grew. So I should have been wary of that. I definitely should have thought about what I was doing. I used to go to lectures and just swipe and swipe and swipe and swipe, just endless scrolling. I used to follow about 3,000 people. So my feed would just go on. I, I'd never get to the bottom of it. I've changed that now, but I then I it was just growing. I think I hit four thousand. I used to follow four thousand people, and I didn't know what that was doing to my health. Like I said in the previous episode, I want to end these things on people I find, um, or people I look up to. What do I call it? Influential or people I inspire me? People inspire me. People that inspire me, and. I want to talk about my mate Phil. Phil is, I met him in my first year, first year. And Phil is part of the, or was part of the, the football kind of boys at university, he used to play, got injured for a while. And, and I don't think he played up properly afterwards, but met Phil and we clicked instantly. Don't know what it was, but we clicked instantly. And then second year kind of developed a really strong relationship as great mates. And then third year built on that. And then after uni built on that. And one thing I love about Phil is Phil grinds harder than anyone I have ever met. Phil grinds like a madman. He once, he works in the city and he came back and he used to commute from, from home in South England. And one day he drove, he got off work, took the train back home in the South of England, drove up to Egham, picked me up from my university house and drove us to Chisha, stayed with me until one in the morning so I could talk and express feelings and we could talk about shit and get my mind off of university life to then drop me back at university to go home and then get up at four in the morning to go to work. Phil grinds like a madman. And I wish that I was even anywhere close to his ability to grind. He loves the process more than LeBron, right? He loves the process so much. I'm pretty sure he'd be married to it if he could. And his ability to see through the kind of all the haze and the end goal. He, he's not in love with, with things. He's in love with a vision and he does everything he possibly can to get to that vision. So Phil, I want to thank you for your relationship with me. I want to thank you for being in my life. And 
I look forward to many more shishas, many, many more shishas. And just spending time around you, man. Phil said one of the things to me in right before I left for India. He said that shared knowledge is better than individual knowledge. And let me tell you that that resonated with me so damn hard that I just want to preach it off a mountaintop. So Phil, I love you, man. Thanks. Thanks so much. I think I'm going to end my first year on that. I think I might hit some of the nuances, like I said, later. Come back to them and do an overview. But for now, yeah, you've, you've done a good start, V. This will be me signing off for today. Good night.